Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Beauty and the Vlog is an online community and podcast dedicated to supporting YouTube content creators in beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. We go behind the scenes in the world of video creating through YouTuber interviews, strategy sessions, and in-depth discussions pertaining to all things YouTube. To get the most out of Beauty and the Vlog, make sure to join the Beauty and the Vlog Facebook group and check out our beautyandthevlog.com website for show notes and more. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another episode of the Beauty in the Vlog podcast for you. Thank you so much for tuning in and continuing to tune in week after week. I know I said this, I think a few weeks back, but it seems like you guys are definitely sharing the love of Beauty in the Vlog, telling your friends, which I really appreciate because the downloads keep on getting larger and larger every week, which is really amazing, which allows me to attract sponsors, which allows me to continue doing the show for you guys because it's not free for me to do. (laughs) It's amazing. And I'm loving every second of it. So yeah, so continue spreading the word of beauty in the vlog. Tell your friends, tell people who you know are on YouTube or thinking about being on YouTube or have an Instagram account that they need to tune in and listen to the show and join the party. Also, I am doing something a little bit different today. Today, I am doing a question and answer session of um, just questions about YouTube and growth and all that stuff. I've never done this before, but I thought I'd try something different. And if you guys like this, tweet me at Beauty Vlogs, uh, comment on the Facebook group, um, email me. You can find me somehow, Instagram, and let me know you like these questions and answer uh, episodes and I'll start incorporating more of them. But I thought, you know, it was great to be able to get questions from the Facebook group. If you're not part of the Facebook group, make sure you join. Um, you can just search Beauty in the Vlog in Facebook or I have all the links on the website and um, make sure you join the Facebook group. That's where these questions came from. But before we get started, I have a little bit of an announcement. It's more of a personal announcement. It has nothing to do with YouTube or Beauty in the Vlog, but just about me. And I thought I'd share with you guys that I am expecting baby number two. So I'm super excited. At this point, I am just getting into my second trimester. So I'm a little bit over three months. I don't know. This this episode should air next week. So it'll be roughly the same. And I am having a girl. So I already have my little girl. She is at this point almost 16 months old. So she's going to be having a little sister. And I am due like end of August, beginning of September-ish time. So that's what's new in my world. But, you know, let's get started with these questions. It's just going to be me and you in this in this podcast episode, no guests. So, and I've been told that you guys do like this every now and then where I just kind of hop on and just talk to you guys about certain topics and things like that. And I know it's been a while since I've done that. So I'm doing that today, right now. Okay. So there are some really great, great questions that came in the Facebook group. And the first one is one that I want to touch on. I got a lot of questions in the group. I can't answer all of them, but I kind of went through and picked out some that I thought would make a good kind of 
part of you know topic for the show. Desiree in the Facebook group asks, and I, th- I thought this was a really good question. Um, how can I tell if my channel is growing at a good pace? What are some of the indicators? When should I stop to reassess my channel or change the approach and see if I can get it back on track? So I thought that was a really good question. Um, and I think it's something that people think about a lot. And the problem is, and a lot of times that's the problem with some really good questions is that there isn't like a definitive answer. You can't say, okay, you need to be growing this X number of subscribers every single month. Otherwise, your channel is forever doomed. Like it just doesn't work like that. But, you know, there is some guidance that, you know, I thought that I could share if you're kind of in that same boat or you're wondering like, yeah, at what point do I like turn around and say, okay, is this worth it? What, you know, am I doing something right? So the first thing is, is that, you know, this is more for the people who are just starting off. But the, the one thing to think in mind is when you're first starting off your YouTube channel, your growth is going to be really slow. You almost like don't want to look at your numbers, especially the first six months. I mean, that's your period of time where you're kind of getting the hang of everything. You you're figuring out your niche, you're figuring out what you're wanting to talk about. You might start off deciding you want to do a channel about makeup and completely switching gears when you figure out you hate applying makeup on camera. You know, I mean, those first six months are really your opportunity to just figure things out and to not pay attention to numbers, not pay attention to anything other than yourself and trying to kind of navigate this world of YouTube. There's so much involved. You got to figure out camera angles, lighting, editing, all that. So you can't even focus on numbers those first six months. And after six months to a year, that's when you can kind of start looking at numbers. But, you know, I would say that that first year, especially those first six months, is really a time for you to figure things out. But there's a lot of fundamental things that have to happen before you can even start looking at numbers or you can even have the luxury of saying, you know, I'm checking out my growth. First off is, you know, when you're first starting in that first six months or whenever, you want to make sure that you're consistent. Like if you're not consistent and you're saying, you know, I've been doing this for a year and a half to two years and I'm still at like, you know, three or 400 subscribers and I'm uploading like, you know, every other week or whenever I feel like it because my schedule is busy, that you're you're not really giving you and your channel a fair opportunity if you're not, if you don't have a consistent schedule. That's like first and foremost, like one of the most important things. First off, like the more you create and the more you upload, the more you have the opportunity to learn about all the things involved with the, your channel and, and, and YouTube and editing and lighting and all that stuff. And the more content that you have on YouTube, the better that YouTube, YouTube favors that YouTube understands and, and can sense with its, you know, whatever it is that, that you're uploading frequently, that you have a good amount of content. And so it's a little bit of an uphill battle at the beginning. But once you start getting more and more of that content out there, um, YouTube does favor that and does showcase it in you know its related searches or in the search or in the related videos tab. So you have to be consistent. If you're not consistent, you can't even like look at your numbers. The other thing too is, you know, you got to make sure that you spend some time really figuring out your niche and who you are and what you have to offer, your value proposition. I talk about it in like crazy detail in the episode where I talk about how to get started on YouTube. And if you haven't listened to that one, I will link it in the show notes. If you if you're new to the podcast and you haven't listened to that that episode, I encourage you to listen to that. It's almost like required listening for anybody who listens to the podcast and is serious about wanting to grow their channel because that initial period of time of figuring out like who you are, your value proposition, who your niche is, 
That's so, so important. And same thing with your branding. Um, your branding has to be on point as well. So there's, there's just all these things that have to be in line before you can even start looking at numbers. And so it does frustrate me a little bit when I get people asking me like, hey, you know, I don't know why I'm growing and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, have you even done any of the homework at all? Like you, your channel's all over the place. Do you have no channel artwork? You're uploading infrequently or maybe they are uploading frequently, but it's like the quality's really bad. So it's like you have to like, create the fundamentals like you're you know like you're you're basically watering a plant and um you know adding the nutrients and everything and that little seed is going to grow and grow and grow and so you got to put everything in there that's going to really make your channel grow and if you do then that's where you're going to see some growth but if you don't have any like all those things in place like you can't even look at your numbers so you know i would say that's like goes, you know, first and foremost. So make sure that you are on track, make sure you have branding, make sure your thumbnails look consistent, make sure you are, you know, you have a niche, make sure you're consistent. And then the next thing to do is to then make sure that you really understand tags and titles and description and how that's all fitting into place. So I did an entire podcast episode about that as well. And you should definitely listen to that and figure out tags, figure that all out. So you have to figure out all these things and learn all these things before you can even start looking at numbers. You know, once you've done all those things and you've really gone through and you figured out your niche, you figured out your branding, you're uploading consistency, you've got good quality, meaning you've got a decent camera, you can understand, you can, you hear what you're saying, your, you know, your audio is good, the video is good. Then the next thing is to really understand tags and titles and description and how that falls into place. So do all that first. Like if any of those things are missing with you, and you've been doing it for a few years and you're just not going, you're not just growing the way you want to, like revisit some of those episodes where I'm kind of doing the same thing as here, like talking one-on-one on very specific topics. And I'll link them all in the show notes, beautyandthevlog.com. Or if you subscribe to the email newsletter, I always have links there as well. Do those things first. After that, you know, the thing to do, it's like, there's not a good answer. Like, it's like, you, you have to feel like, well, what, does it feel good? If you've been doing it for three years and you're only at, you know, 1,200 subscribers, it's like, okay, maybe you did start just doing and being consistent like six months ago. So, so you have to kind of give yourself a little bit of a break and say, well, you know what? I've only been really serious about it for the last six to eight months. I just got a new camera. You know, the first two years I was kind of fooling around. So every person and everything is different. And, you know, you can give yourself some breaks, but like be realistic too with with where you're at with everything. And then I would suggest using, there's a website called socialblade.com and that you can actually just look up your YouTube channel and see your growth. And that's a good way to kind of keep track of it. But I'm telling you, only look at your numbers and your growth only after you've done all those things. I don't want you to do it, you know, if you're kind of still figuring things out, because it can be really discouraging if you're not getting the numbers, but you're not expected to at the beginning when you're figuring things out and you're learning. The other good website is, and I talk about it all the time, tubebuddy.com, T-U-B-E, buddy, B-U-D-D-Y.com. You can use uh, my link, tubebuddy.com forward slash beauty and the vlog. Um, it's actually a free it's a free platform that integrates into your YouTube and they actually also integrated social blade statistics into there. So it makes it really easy to track your channel. You can track your channel against other people's channels, which I don't necessarily recommend doing either, especially at the beginning. I mean, it's okay to do later on out of curiosity, like how do I compare with this person? But 
it can be very discouraging if you're comparing against people. You're like, why are they doing it? Why, you know, why are they growing? But then again, it's also a learning. It's also a learning experience. If you're if you're saying like maybe there's people you've gotten to know in like different Facebook groups and my Facebook group and Instagram or whatever, and you're kind of tracking their channels, you're like, okay, wait a minute. They're like growing way faster than me. It's like, okay, well, what are they doing? Like, what? okay, you know what? Their quality is like really good. Or do you know what? She uploads three times a week. So sometimes it can be helpful. You know, it, it is helpful to sometimes at that point, maybe look and how your channel compares and how it maybe compares with a few other people who are kind of within your same circle, within your same realm, same niche, same length of time that you've been on YouTube. That can be helpful just kind of to be really critical and say, how am I comparing with these people? But I say that only after you've, done all those things that I've talked about. So hopefully that's helpful for Desiree for your question there. Kind of a long question, but you know, like just reiterate what I just said. Make sure you got all your foundation in place. Make sure you've got your niche, your branding, your tags, your schedule. Make sure you got that all in place before you even look at your numbers. And then at that point, if you want to look at your numbers, then use TubeBuddy.com and SocialBlade.com. And then I would say, you know, be realistic with yourself and start looking how your channel is kind of comparing with other people. And that might give you a sense of what's kind of not working or and all that. So, okay. Next question. Let's see. This is a question from Sabrina. And she asked, should we be overly editing our Instagram pictures? I've seen kind of this topic come up, which is, I thought it was a good question. So I thought I'd put it here on the podcast. She's like, is that what brands and companies want to see? Or do they want to see softly edited photos? So I think a lot of it is you know, it's trial and error in a sense. I mean, I think if you're not using some kind, and this is my personal opinion, um, some people are very anti the whole idea of editing your photos at all. Other people are, you know, are fine with it. I'm more in the camp of, I think it's okay when done and when done right, when not done overboard. So, you know, there's apps called Facetune. Facetune is one that I love. And I think that if you're on Instagram and you're not, and, and you want to be one of those beauty people where you're kind of posting selfies, posting different looks, and you're not doing even like light editing, I think you're doing yourself and your account a little bit of a disservice just because those tools are out there and everybody uses them. Like it's, everybody uses them. And it's, Nothing wrong with that. People have been using editing in Photoshop for decades. I mean, forever. I mean, however long, I don't know how long Photoshop has been around, but you know, ever since there's been any type of advertising, there's been some level of Photoshop done. And it's just, it makes it more appealing to the eye. Sometimes you have to color correct. Sometimes the lighting isn't right. Sometimes you just got a little bit of like skin offness that just looks you know a lot better. So if you're not doing any type of editing, I'd say you're kind of missing the boat there. If that's your niche, you know, if you're, if you're uploading photos, you know, not having to do with your face or whatever, then, you know, it doesn't matter as much. So I'm in the camp that softly edited is okay. And, but her question was like, should we be overly editing our Instagram pictures? I don't think you should be overly editing them. I think it's really obvious when they're overly editing. I know sometimes it looks like some brands like really love those, like really kind of like those close-up eye looks that look crazy edited. And you know what? If you're going after that particular brand and that's what they like, then maybe you try doing a few photos like that and tagging 
you know, the heck out of those, <laughs> those particular brands and seeing what sticks. So it's a lot of it's experimental. And if you find that maybe if you upload some of those photos, your own audience isn't liking it, or it's not getting the type of likes and engagement, then maybe that's not for you. And maybe you kind of, you know, back off of trying to get on, you know, reground by those particular brands. So she asked, you know, is that what companies or brands want to see? Well, I think that's where you have to do your homework. Each company and each brand is different. Like you could tell by looking at the Instagram account of different brands of what they're looking for. Some of them have a very specific aesthetic. Some of them have an aesthetic that's like a certain color and color scheme and they regram photos that go along with that. And then sometimes they're selfies, sometimes they're photo product shots, sometimes they only regram, you know, Instagrammers that have crazy followings. Sometimes they regram people that are small. So it's your job to do your homework of these brands and say, okay, I'm going to do a, a whole look with ABC Cosmetics and what is it that they like on their Instagram? So it's, it's a, you can't say that do brands or companies want to see this? Well, there might be a few that like those crazy edited looking photos. And then if you want to target those, then by all means, try doing that and see, see the response that you get. I think generally speaking, honestly, I, I don't think overly editing is the way to go. I think softly editing is definitely probably a good way to stick. But, you know, you could try it and, and see what happens. I'd say do your homework. Do your homework on the companies and see what, see what they're regramming. See who they're regramming. Go onto those accounts. See, you know, see the photos. Go to those people's accounts and be like, oh, wow, that girl only has, you know, 2,000 photos. You know, she started... I'm uh, not 2,000 photos, 2,000 followers, but she just started like a month ago, but her photos are gorgeous. Like, wow, what is she doing? So, I mean, I, I'm all about studying people and seeing what's working and what's not working. I mean, that's part of the reason why I've, I've gained all this knowledge. I've studied a lot of people, a lot of creators, and you can learn a lot by just taking the time and and looking at, at people and what they're doing. And you can do the same thing on Instagram and see what they're doing. Are they editing their photos? Are they not? But most of the time, people are like doing like some editing, a little bit, soft editing. So... Okay, next question. Well, helping other channels, and this comes from Christina. Well, helping other channels and commenting, will that help me? So, you know, this is an interesting question too, because, you know, I know a lot of people get like really annoyed when they, you know, get these comments of like, hey, beautiful video, you look gorgeous. By the way, I just started. Do you mind checking my channel out? You're like, okay, you totally negated that first part of your comment by telling me to go check on your channel. So people hate those spammy type of comments. And I 100% do not recommend doing anything like that. I think it's People get upset because people are spending a lot of time and energy on their videos and they want genuine comments. They want people to say, wow, I actually liked your video. I watched it and I liked it. They don't want to feel like you're only commenting so that you'll go onto their channel and subscribe. It's a, it's a gross feeling. Nobody wants that. So don't do that. People don't like it. But, you know, having said that, I do think that genuinely, I think it takes time though genuinely watching other people's videos and commenting on them, that will help you. I mean, for sure it'll help you because it's just like in life. If you support people and it seems genuine, people want to be able to support you back and they want to check you out back. But I would never ask for it. So I would never say, hey, 
by the way, I've commented on your last like five videos. Like, um, have you checked mine out? Obviously, you're not going to do that. But it's like, you know, you just never want to approach things in that way. So, I mean, I would make an effort to, you know, maybe get some people that you start watching that are smaller, that are on your side or on your side. They're not necessarily smaller, but if you're in the 20 to 30 subscriber range, I kind of start watching people in that subscriber range and, you know, maybe make like a playlist or a list of, of certain people that you're going to make an effort to, to follow and comments or people that you meet in a Facebook group. So of course it helps you, you know, it's, that's one way to gain exposure. That's one way to to create a little bit of a community. Is it the best way? Personally, I don't think that's the best way, but I think it's one of the ways. You know, I think it's definitely a way to kind of get yourself out there. It's, it's a slow way because it takes a lot of work to be genuine and to really genuinely do it. That's why people kind of make shortcuts and they just do a generic copy and paste on a bunch of videos because that's the easy way to do it and they're hoping something sticks, but it doesn't work that way. People don't like that. So it's definitely worth doing every now and then, but it's just, I wouldn't make that your growth strategy. It just takes way too much time. You're better off really learning how to do, you know, tags and titles and descriptions and creating videos that people want to see and kind of going with my answer to question number one, you know, really creating quality videos and things like that, that the YouTube algorithm will push and get out there. So... Yeah, Desiree had another really good question. She says, best strategies on how to get posted by reposted by brand on Instagram. I would say, refer back to my other answer to that question. I think the best way to do is to really study what they're doing. Study each individually what those brands are doing and then maybe make a full brand tutorial or full brand look using just that brand's products to get their attention. Maybe they won't regram you, but maybe they'll get you'll get their attention and they'll start sending you product and add you to their PR list. But look at their aesthetic, look at what they're doing if you really want to like focus in on a brand or two brands. That would be my recommendation. Here's an another question, and this will probably be the last question. This is from Michelle, and she says, what's the biggest mistakes that newbies make at the beginning? If you're going to start today, what advice would you give yourself? So I'd say the biggest mistakes that newbies make at the beginning is not coming up with a niche of what they're going to do. And I think that's like really important and trying to find and make something that's different than what is out there and em embracing who you are and what you have to bring to the table. That's one of the things that I work on people, you know, in the mastermind is, you know, what makes you different? There's something about you that makes you different. And we don't need another person hopping onto YouTube talking about their latest haul from Ulta. I mean, I'm going to be honest, we don't, we don't need that. There's tons of people already doing that. But what about you? What about your approach? Like, why would somebody want to watch you? You know, I think that the channels that are really successful today are they're doing something a little bit different. They're doing something different with what they're talking about, the topics of their videos. Maybe they're still talking about makeup, but they're doing totally different things related to makeup, you know? So I would say, like, really think about what you have to bring to the table, what might be interesting and unique, and then go from there. Don't just assume because you've decided to start a YouTube channel and you're going to you know, upload that people are going to want to watch you talk about your Sephora and Ulta haul. Like it's, 
you can't make that assumption. And you can do that. And like I said, the first six months is practice and play around. But don't be disappointed if people aren't watching or subscribing just because you haven't gotten that niche yet. So that's the advice that I would say is I'd say really understand like what your value proposition, what you have that's different than what else is out there. And then really kind of create your channel around that. Everybody has something different, whether it's you know, the location of where they live, their age, their occupation, whatever it is, you know, I mean, use that. And everyone has a different perspective or a different approach and and a different just life that they brought to the table and bring that to your YouTube channel, because that's what's going to be interesting and engaging to people. So, all right. Well, I hope those answers were helpful you know, let me know if you guys want to have more of these question and answer type of the podcast episodes and I will make sure to do more of them. All right, guys. So if you haven't already, make sure that you do subscribe to the weekly newsletter. You'll get one email from me once a week on Friday, just getting you all the information of the podcast for that week, any links. Sometimes I'll do sneak peeks in there, other things like that. And then um, you can sign up on the website. There's a form there. And also make sure you join the Facebook group. I am doing something a little bit different with the Facebook group is that I'm actually requiring people to sign a little, like just fill out a little bit, little form just because I want to make sure like everybody in that group makes sense. Like they're, they're creators, they're people that just, it makes sense. They're, they have a YouTube channel, they're creators, they understand kind of the policies of not just spamming the group. That's like really important to keep that, that integrity of the group. So just FYI, the, it's right there on the Facebook group thing. So you'll see it. Okay, guys. Well, I will see you next week. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you stayed this long, do me a huge, huge favor and leave a review on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. It helps more than you know, helping other people find the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. Also, make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode. And if you're not a part of the Beauty and the Vlog family on our Facebook group, Make sure you join for lots of support, collaborations, and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on YouTube. This is Erica, and I will see you next week.